Hi there. Welcome to this week's episode of Mission Forward. I've got someone today who definitely wins the award for most prepared guest of this season's Mission Forward podcast. And in my eyes, also wins the award for most determined. Marissa Forty is an ultra endurance athlete, an entrepreneur, a fitness and wellness coach, a certified FST trainer, and my sister. I've wanted to have this conversation with her for a long time. And I regret that it took me having this podcast to work up the courage to do so. As you'll hear, Marissa's faced some uphill climbs, but her perseverance and her creativity and her commitment to always find the joy and laughter in life is something I deeply admire, especially as her older and often much too serious sister. I mentioned earlier this season in a conversation with Corey Briscoe that I've spent a lot of time thinking about all that I'm grateful for and also making sure that I'm not taking for granted the people that I love most. As much as I expect my sister will always be there for me, COVID has reminded me that the things we love most can be gone in a moment. So Marissa, I love you. I am proud of you. And I was so glad to have this conversation with you. Stay tuned, everybody. I hope you enjoy. I start all of these shows the same way, beginning and the end, the the opening and closing question. But the beginning one, I'm going to ask you the same thing that I ask everybody we've talked to this season of um, give us some context for where you are sitting. So where do we find you today? And what is one thing in your view that makes you happy? Um, So right now I'm actually sitting on my kitchen table enjoying some peace and quiet because the kids are at school. Um, And I'm actually just looking out the window enjoying some sunshine because we've had a lot of snow up here in New England. um, And it's nice to see some of it melting away and a little bit of our deck again. Um, Mm -hmm. Just knowing that spring is coming. (laughs) I've been super excited about this one, whether you've been excited or dreading it, I'm not sure. But I'm super excited about this one because as people will soon find out as they're listening in, you are my amazing sister. And I look up to you in so many ways. Um, But you have had this amazing career of um, you knew maybe not right away what you wanted to do, but like you ran after it as soon as you knew what you wanted to do. And now you're top of your field on on so many things as it relates to what you've accomplished as um, an athlete and um, a business owner too. This season, we're talking about pressing forward in the face of obstacles. And so you have had um, many opportunities to show me how you press forward in spite of some pretty um, big obstacles that are thrown your way. And it's one of the reasons why I admire you most. And so I'm curious if first you could tell a little bit more about who you are and what you do, and then what drives you to take on these great physical challenges that you take on? Um, Yeah, of course. So I actually, um, you know, I started my undergrad going to school for communications and um, I had a take a little break during college because I had to have some jaw surgeries. Um, And during that time, I just, you know, I had a lot of time to think my jaw was wired shut for about 12 weeks. Um, And in that time, I just realized that communications wasn't for me. I, you know, it was a great field. I actually think I went into it because that's what you did. And you always seemed so happy and you loved it. And, um, you know, you being my bigger sister, I always looked up to you as well. Um, But I just realized that wasn't the path for me. So, um, I ended up changing my major to sports management and um, 
back in 2007, I had signed up for a century bike ride, knowing nothing about, you know, endurance cycling. My brother or our brother signed up for it. And uh, I was like, you know, I'm young, I can do this. Um, I was a soccer player, a rugby player, and uh, just looking for something different to do. At the time, um, my best friend's mom had leukemia. So there was a big connection to you know, to the Leukemia Lymphoma Society's team and training program. So, um, you know, I went in the garage, I got my bike, I think I bought on the Walmart clearance section, it had streamers and a bell. And, you know, I realized that's not going to work. So um, actually, that year for Christmas, I think you guys gave me a bike. Um, And that January, I started training with our team. um, And I quickly learned I had a lot to learn. You know, I I knew nothing about this sport, but quickly I fell in love with it. And the team I trained with, they quickly became my family. Um, you know, I love the organization so much that I actually started working with them. Um, so I worked with them from about 2007 to 2010. Um, you know, I got to travel all over the world. I went to Ireland, California, like Tahoe, Florida, like all over the place and just met incredible human beings who all had these amazing stories. Um, you know, people were racing for their family members or for someone they knew. Um, and all of our teams were connected to an individual who had cancer. Um, and just doing this for something bigger than yourself, you know? Um, I think just working with these athletes, doing these events, you just, you felt this connection to the athlete. Um, so I worked for the organization for about three years. And again, um, I loved it, but the whole sitting behind a desk nine to five, just not for me. I really love the one-on-one athlete connection. Um, so after doing some research, I decided that I wanted to work with athletes. So I went back to school for massage therapy. Um, and the massage therapy led me into an incredible career doing sports massage. Um, and then eventually getting into fascial stretch therapy. Um, you know, and I've been able to work with some incredible athletes. I worked with, um, you know, some NFL players, pro golfers, um, One of my clients did the World Marathon Challenge where he ran seven marathons and seven continents in seven days. Just these people that inspire you and everyone has a story to tell. No matter where they come from, they're doing this event to do something bigger, you know, to bring awareness, Mm -hmm. just to do something bigger. Um, And there's just this energy that comes with being in this, you know, being in this event and these fields. I mean, you know we did the marathon for your 40th birthday. Right. Yeah. And, um, you just can't, the energy at these events, you can't explain, but it's something that you want to explain and it's something you want the world to experience. And not everyone, not everyone has a desire to do a marathon or an event, but it's just this feeling that, you know, people are together moving forward, go working towards that finish line. And, you know, it's just, it's just this thing that's always moved me and um, I love it. And it's become a part of my life. It's, you know, it's a slight addiction, but um, it's been really fun. And I think, you know, you asked me about how do you, how do you press forward in tough times? And um, I always think back to the movie, the Lion King, and there's this, there's the scene with Rafiki and um, you know, he is telling Simba to always remember who you are. You know, at that moment, he's lost because he's lost his father. And um, when we were in high school, our our jazz teacher always told us, you know, right before competition, always remember who you are, because that's the most important thing. You're out there on this 
big football field about to perform. And the most important thing is to always remember who you are, you know? So when I'm out there running a marathon, you know, doing an Ironman or just sitting on the sidelines, whatever you're doing, um, you know, the thing I always tell myself is always remember who you are. And, you know, luckily for me, I'm a 40, right? So <laughs> when you think about the last name and what 40 means, 40 is strong. So, you know, it's four words, but they are very powerful. Like I am a 40, I am strong. And just whatever you're doing, just always remember who you are because those words take you far, you know, in times where you don't want to swim anymore. You don't want to move anymore. It's just, that's what propels you forward. Today's episode is brought to you by the daughter of this podcast host and Adventures of Kindness, a book for kids that includes 52 adventures for kids to create change and practice kindness. Learn more and get your copy at adventuresandkindness.com. Solid. Hey, Fox. Boom. Drop the mic. I'm hoping maybe you can tell that story about... um you doing your first Ironman. But before you do, I'm going to remind you or maybe tell you for the first time, I remember um, waking up very early one morning to go make sure that I could get a spot in the Marine Corps Marathon and thinking, this is the most ridiculous thing I have ever done. There's no way I can do it. But I remember clicking on that button being like, I can do this because Rissa believes in me. Like, I'm going to do this with her. We're going to do this together. And um, for me, that was a big accomplishment. And in your world, that that's not so much of an accomplishment because you've done a, a, a lot of a lot of those. Um, but um, it's not only remembering who you are, but it's also remembering that people believe in you and and you believe in a lot of people. And I, I think that's helped people go a lot further than they think they can go. So yeah, I'll, I'll tell you about that story in a second. But going back to what you just said about having, you know, that moment and pressing that button and just having the ability to press that button, that's the most courageous yeah. part. It's, you know, getting to that moment of pushing the button and getting to the start line. That's, that's the most important part, you know, bravery has a lot to do with it, right? Like being brave in those moments. It does. Yeah. Um, yeah. So back to what you were saying about, you know, yeah. when I told you about, I was going to sign up for Ironman again, not knowing anything about it. When I started, um, doing endurance events, it was cycling and I was a great cyclist. I was not a swimmer. Um, you know, I could run, um, but during the time that I had started signing up for it, I started going through some testing, like not, you know, my body was just failing me in weird ways. I was having crazy digestive issues and my muscles just felt like they were fatigued and all the time. So, um, when I signed up for this event, I was young. I was like, I can get through it. Not a problem. Um, so it was out in Idaho. Again, my brother and I were doing this. Um, you know, my brother, who's a lot older than me, he can, he can do it. I can do it. Right. <laughs> so, um, you know, we get out to Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, and we get set up, we get prepared, we put our bikes down at transition the night before. The next day, we are pumped. I'm so excited. You know, you train for a year for this. Um, and we get out to the start. So I don't know, you know, the Ironman is a 2.4 mile swim, 112 mile bike and a 26.2 mile run. So, um, you know, we get out to the lake, I get through, it's a two loop 
course, I get through the first court, the first loop, and I start the second loop and my body is just starting to fail me. It's very cold, very choppy. My digestion was off. I didn't have anything to eat. I just, my body didn't want to go. My mind wanted to go, but my body didn't want to go. So in my heart, I knew that, you know, my race was over. Um, so unfortunately the, um, you know, I got pulled from the water and the, um, you know, the lifeguard that pulled me out, he just looked at me and he said, you know, you, you had struggle. You were struggling for the majority of the second course of this, but you just kept going no matter what you did. You were on your back, you were on your side, you tried to go, but you know, you wouldn't give up. And, you know, he referred to me as a shark that day and, you know, this is back in 2010. It's now 2021. And those words just always stuck with me. That was a moment in my life that at the moment it felt like it was a failure, but I like to look at it as just a humbling opportunity to propel forward and use that moment to, you know, to keep going. You need those failures to, I don't even like to think of it as a failure, but you need those setbacks to keep you going. They're, ex yeah. they're exciting moments that have you work harder and learn more and just be better, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, so that was back in 2010. And since then I've learned how to fuel my body and stay healthy. And I've got two more under my belt and hopefully a few more, but, um, now, once you kind of learn what to do, it, it just happens. And it's a lot of fun along the way. You help people train for these events all the time. And um, whether you want to talk about this now or we can talk about it later, we're, we were talking a little bit earlier um, about motivation, like where you find your motivation, how you help other people find their motivation, because that's a really big part of it, right? Is making sure that you, you've got the motivation to keep pressing forward and to keep training and to keep your body and your mind strong. Motivation is different for everyone. Um, there's a motivational speaker called Walter Bond. Um, he was an NBA player and he has a, um, a talk he does called the shark mindset. And he talks, he talks all about, um, you know, his experience, but he really mentions a lot about how sharks need to keep swimming. They need to keep going forward, not backwards or, you know, yeah. they're not going to survive. And that's, yeah. that's the biggest thing in this is you just need to keep going forward. No matter yeah. what, what you do, um, you just need to keep going forward. Yeah. All right. So we'll talk more about sharks in a little bit. Cause I know that's an important, that's an important theme, um, to where, where you are and what you're working on now. But you and I are, we're both parents. We're both building businesses. We are both constantly coming up with new ideas and projects. It's like, what's the 20 ideas before breakfast that we will have today? Um, which I'm pretty sure we get that gene from mom. That, but in the chaos of all of this, in this world that we are living in, how do you keep yourself centered? And how do you keep yourself focused on moving forward rather than thinking about what the next setback is going to be? Um, you know, so it's kind of crazy. I've, um, I have ADD and I always have these crazy thoughts and ideas that run through my mind. Um, but I've come up with this approach that I call, um, additional thoughts and I use a 40 approach to, um, 
you know, to your everyday chaos. And basically this approach is what I use to maintain the mindset to go past that finish line. And again, I'm not, I'm not talking about a finish line in a race. I'm just talking about the finish line towards every goal. You know, if you're going to get up that morning and make breakfast, that's the finish line. Just get through breakfast and get on to the next thing. You know, you know, you didn't come this far just to stop at breakfast. You need to keep going. Right. So the big 40 approach that I do. Um, the first one that we always do, it's all about discovering your drive and finding what's moving you forward. Um, and then the second one is not losing sight of your vision because you really need to be able to see what you want to accomplish. Um, and then you live dynamically. And the last one is just not quitting. You can, you know, you can be as tired and busy and have all of this chaos going on, but you just can't stop. You know, you stop to take a breath, but don't think of it as a break. Just take a breath and just keep moving on. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, it's it's a lot, but you have to kind of have your own set of rules or guidelines or whatever you need to do just to keep going. And, you know, this has been the... I actually have it on like a little card next to my bed and I look at it every morning. And while it may be silly for some people, it's worked for me. And it, it, just, yeah. it just helps you do what you need to do, you know, and it it's kind of worked for the kids and it's worked for us. And, um, you know, we live a very busy lifestyle with sports and whatnot, but it, it's just worked for us. And I think just knowing that as tired as we are, as, you know, as much as life has going on right now, um, we just keep moving forward and doing what we love. Right. Right. You know, this um, this past year, if I think about the chaos of all of it, it's given us a lot, um, all of us, a lot of opportunities to think about how we do things and why we do things. And um, there have been a lot of good things that have come out of this crisis, right? There have been a lot of unexpected innovations that have come from the chaos of, of last year. And I'm curious if there are any particular innovations or, or even just ahas, right, in how you approach your day, how you approach your work, how you approach, you know, the way that, that you live and operate every day, um, that you'd want to share. Sure. So, um, you know, back in March when this pandemic hit, um, you know, we were forced to just pause, um, life as we know it, you know, I do sports massage and stretch therapy and personal training, and we had to shut everything down. So this busy life that we lead, we stopped and, we kind of sat there for a few days, like, what do you do? Like, this is not, you know, we we're the kind of people that when we go on vacation, we are go, go, go. We just don't sit. Um, so you really had to stop and think about what are we going to do? You know? So we decided to kind of reinvent ourselves and how can we take this time and do something productive with it and, you know, inspire others and keep moving. And, um, so actually one of my clients told me about, um, the dream big marathon. Um, so Dave McGilvery, he is the race director for the Boston marathon. And he wrote this book called dream big where, um, you know, the story is all about him as a child being very close to his grandfather and, you know, wanting to run. He was a very small boy and he, um, he didn't really fit in. So he found running and he wanted to run the marathon and he tried the first time and he didn't succeed. Um, so he tried again and he got through it. Um, but you know, after writing this book, his marathon was all about, um, 
you know, being fit physically, mentally, and emotionally. So as part of this challenge, you have to run 26.2 miles, read 26 books, and do um, 26 acts of kindness. So for 26 days, me and the kids and Rod, um, we set out to achieve this. So, you know, on all of our runs, we would go pick up trash or bring people's mail to their house or bring in their garbage, just something simple, but knowing that every run you're doing, you're doing some act of kindness. Um, Mm -hmm. I know, and just getting together and reading with the kids, it was really a, um, it was an incredible experience. And, you know, we don't get to spend you know, our, our society is so go, go, go. You just don't get to spend that time with each other. And I think it was, it was powerful. You know, we really grew as a family and I really got to know my kids in a different way. And, um, you know, it's crazy. They're young, they're eight and five, but I just never got to spend that time with them. And it was just amazing to get to know them differently and create this bond and, you know, here's Zoe, who at the time was four, and she, you know, she was in the stroller for half of it, but she loved it. She started running, and, you know, it's now a year later, and we are still running as often as we can. Um, you know, sometimes it's just around the driveway, or sometimes it's around the house, but we really try to get out and do things as a family. And whatever we do, it's about doing an act of kindness or just doing something to better ourselves and, you know, better the environment. Cause that's what we need to do. You know, after the girls and I heard that you were doing that, we set out on our own and, um, and I can't, I can't say enough how much that had an impact on them and on me as being exactly what we needed in that moment. You know, it was like the first few months we were all in quarantine. That was a chance every day for us to get outside and run that mile. And like you said, like process how virtual school was that day. Like it gave us a chance while we were running or or biking or whatever we were doing to talk and to connect. And I underestimated how much of that connection happens in those moments, right? That we were running, we were active, but we were we were connecting in a way we needed to. And it was something that we just looked forward to every single day, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, we had like our daily schedule written on the wall because the kids were in virtual school and, you know, it didn't take that much time because the schools were still trying to figure this all out. So, you know, our morning was like go out and run and then do school and then, you know, our afternoon movie and popcorn. But um, yeah, it was really the best time of, of the day. And um, yeah. It just really made, you know, it, it just opened your eyes to having something to do every day, connecting with the people around you that you love and doing, you know, it's more than just getting out and moving. It's about doing something and inspiring others. Cause you know, like you said, you guys did it and we got other people in our community to do it. And, um, you know, acts of kindness are contagious. And if, if you can do it, everyone else can do it. And it was, it was awesome. You know, um, Mom, mom said recently, there's a lot of things that I think you and I and, and PJ, our brother have done to make this time bearable and beautiful for our kids, right? It's, it's a hard time to be a parent. Um, it requires like every bit of creativity we can find. Um, but that was certainly a really good example of that. It was, um, you know, we, 
we almost came up with these three rules of every day you practice gratitude, you have a good attitude and you just cherish the simple, you know, if once the stores opened again, our big outing for the day was going to the dollar store, but they loved it. And it's, you know, those simple little moments of not having any expectations, but you find such joy in it. And as a parent, it's just, it just, it, it's incredible just, you know, seeing yeah. the joy on their faces and, um, but yeah, it was a fun time. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we're going to go back to sharks because you're up to something now that has been, um, inter- an interesting evolution of your work. And I want you to talk more about it. Sure. Um, yes. Yeah, so going back to 2010, that lovely day in, uh, Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, when, you know, the guy said, you're like a shark. Those words always stuck with me. And, um, you know, when my son was born, he was instantly drawn to sharks and sharks have always kind of been around us and we've always learned about sharks. And, um, I think again, going back to the pandemic and running and seeing, you know, what endurance is all about. It's, it's always been part of our lives. Um, but I just never really figured out how to connect all the parts. And, um, you know, one day Ryan and I were talking and he's just like, I, I want to do something with sharks. Like, they're awesome. They always have to just keep moving and propelling and their fins are awesome. And, um, so we just brainstormed and we came up with this idea of building this brand called Endurfins, um, where it's, you know, taking endurance and the shark fin and thinking about how you can take this brand to represent a movement, right? So, um, endurance is about moving forward and the shark needs its fin to stay afloat and to propel forward. So we've built this brand, um, which represents the movement that's going to empower you to create a change in the world. So we believe that we can create this community of, you know, like-minded individuals who just believe you need to keep moving forward. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, if, if endurance isn't your thing, it doesn't matter. What can you do in your life that's going to keep you pressing forward and it's going to keep making a change in the world? Because I think we're at a, you know, this is a, a crazy time in the world right now. And I think kids just need to feel a connection to others and they need opportunity to, you know, have these life-changing moments where they can be together with a group and, you know, just keep moving forward. We're all going to have setbacks, um, but it's about learning from those setbacks and just moving on from them, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. So like going back to that book by Dave McGilvery, there's a line where he was talking to his grandfather, where in the first, um, the first time he ran, um, he failed. He didn't, he didn't get through it. And his grandfather said to him, you know, you're not a failure. This is the race where you discovered something. And, um, he says, you discovered that big dreams don't just come true. They take work and they take hard work, you know? Um, and I think again, going back to the endurance world is, you know, sure that first Ironman wasn't my day, but that's where I truly had my moment that, you have to work, you know, and I did work that day, but you're going to have your moments where you just need to keep pressing forward and you need to have that moment of, you know, a tough time or losing that. That's where you learn that, you know, it's almost an exciting moment because it, it, it keeps you learning and inspired to just do better and, you know, learn more and ask questions and figure out how to make it happen, you know? And you will, it will happen. (laughs) And that's what, yeah, I, um, 
I had a really hard day yesterday and I, um, I walked away from that day and I said to Brian, I was like, I'm never, I, I, there was a certain thing that I was doing. I was like, I'm never doing that again. That was a, that was a mess. I don't want to go through that again. I'm done. I'm done with that. And I woke up this morning and I baked because that's what I do. And I'm like totally stressed and I don't know what I do. I feel like I'm totally at a loss for where I'm going to go. And he came in and he's like, oh boy, like, here we go again. But, um, but then he's like, you're not going to give up. You're going to just try again. He's like, great. You had a tough day. Like, big deal. Get back to it, right? It's just get back to it. Use it as a chance to learn and get better. And that's what it's all about. You know, you just have to, um, it's crazy. There's a principle called the, the kiss principle where you just have to keep it simple, silly, you know? Um, (laughs) and, uh, we, things don't always go the way we want, and we just build up this whole thing around us and, but why? Like, all you have to do is just learn from it and move on. And I know that's a, it's a hard thing for people, but you know, like you said, you baked and you moved on and you were happy. So it's, it's finding joy around what happened and moving forward, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, one of the things I love to do is, you know, again, when you have a tough day, you know, you, you went to baking, I love to, you know, go outside put on music and run or walk or, you know, throw the ball with the kids, but I, you know, throw my headphones in and I throw on Frankie Valley. <laughs> he just brings such joy. And, um, yeah, it's just finding joy in the movement in the moment to just, just keep going, you know? Yeah. Well, we're going to share the link to endorphins cause I want everyone to go check it out. We got some really cool new gear that as my as the girls were looking at it with me last night, they're like, I want that one. I want that one. So they each got one little treat from endorphins and it's, it's pretty awesome. Checking out, leave me with one great idea, inspiration book or something else that is making you happy that you want to share. You know, again, I think it, it comes back to that book. It's a very simple book, but we read it several times a week. And, um, just remembering that with hard work, you can do something big. Um, And it always comes down to remembering who you are. You're going to go along these paths in your life where it may not be the right path for you. And sometimes you need to redirect or whatnot, but just keep moving forward. Um, You know, stay buoyant and always remember who you are because that's what matters. Um, You know, and really finding the superhero within yourself to to just do what you need to do. Riss, you're awesome. I love you. Thank you for doing this. And thanks for for sharing your story and and making such an amazing movement out of it. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me. This was fun.